Oh, hey, guys. Hey, uh, guys, um, I've been meaning to ask you. Uh, I've been doing a podcast. Um, it's called West Wings. We eat wings and we watch the West Wing. <laughs> it's going to be super easy. Do you guys want to uh, be guest? Grant, hear the words that I say to you. Your podcast will fail. Fail, fail, fail. What? Hey, hey, fuck you, man. From Buffalo, New York, watch you don't sunburn your frostbite. It's the Struggle is Real Buffalo Music Podcast. Welcome to the Struggle is Real Buffalo Music Podcast, where we talk about the ups, downs, lefts, rights, and, uh... Canceling award shows of the Buffalo Music scene. I'm Ryan Gurnett, and a recent study by Purdue University and the University of Missouri shows that your drunk self may be the real you. And I'm Will. Ryan, all this time you've just been keeping it real. I have. Thanks, Will. I appreciate that. Uh, on today's episode, we're going to talk with John McLucas, who is the host of the Stay Spongy podcast, which is a Los Angeles-based podcast that um, talks about the ups, downs, left, rights, and maybe they cancel over to in Los Angeles? It could be. So yeah, we're going to talk to him about all sorts of stuff that he's involved with. Um, we're going to talk about some uh, upcoming shows, and we're going to play some music. Um, and first... I really wanted to play over and out on the last episode, and I forgot. Well, why don't we try to make up for that now? Over and out? I'm very sorry. Um, no, uh, they had their CD release party. Um, this episode is supposed to be released on February 1st. Scott, it's supposed to be released on February 1st. Um, so I wanted to talk about their CD release party, which is also February 1st. So it's probably already happened if you're listening to this. But uh, they put out a new album. I'm, I'm always really excited about any band that has a violin involved. Um, and it's, it's cool folk, folky kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, so I, w- I definitely wanted to make sure we, we played some of that. Your podcast will fail. Hey, uh, fuck you, man. No. Fuck you. Fuck you for thinking that this world needs another podcast, and that people you know should listen to it. It's a bad idea, and a waste of time. It's not a bad idea, it's it's a good creative outlet. A creative outlet. Is that what you call an hour and a half of unedited bad audio from your living room? Yeah, why not? So, uh, it is a frigid cold time of year as we hunch in the corner of the uh, unheated struggling studios because the heater makes noise and that's not good for this kind of thing. Uh, but I was able to get up to one show that I wanted to talk about. Um, on January 15th, I went to a house show. Well, Webb, when was the last time you went to a house show? Uh, probably in November. November? Who did you see at a house show in November? Didn't uh, we do pocket vinyl at a house show in November? Or was that earlier than that? that? That is technically a law office. It's a law office. Well, that was the last time I've been in a house for a okay. show. Well, um, it was... Uh, I had gone to, to one in a recording studio in Elma uh, a few months ago with Lady of the Tiger. Um, but uh, this was the first non-performing house show I've been to in about 15 years, I think. I'd like to thank the kindly old man in the back of the room uh, for having me not be the oldest person there. I really appreciated that. I went to see Ghost Pool. I didn't get to see Ghost Pool. No one got to see Ghost Pool. The show was broken up early by the police. Ah. So I I actually left just a little before that, so it kind of works out. But uh, it was at the Carpool House. Carpool is a local band. Uh, they just moved from Rochester to Buffalo. Uh, hopefully they will, will be doing more shows at their house, and uh, I will be happy to talk about it. Uh, it, was, it was a nice place for a show. They played, and they played with a band called Lily Graves from Syracuse. They were both uh, kind of launching off for tour, and then Ghost Pool was scheduled to play last. Uh, somewhere between Carpool and Lily Graves, the cops showed up and shut everything down, but 
Um, I got to see Milo Dune, who is um, always excellent. Um, he did his first set with an electric guitar, which had a little extra added energy, and I think uh, works well for his uh, uh, the kind of kind of emo scream he has that works so well with him. And um, I saw Previous Love, which is really cool. Have you ever heard of Previous Love, Little Lab? No, I haven't. Um, Previous Love is uh, typically a very loud shoegaze band, but their um, their drummer was unable to make the show last minute, so uh, it was just uh, Steve, the bass player, and Gary, the singer. So it was a real sparse set, but it was it was still really cool. Um, it highlighted, I mean, it highlights how well their songs are written. Um, just to kind of hear him stripped down like that. And I'm really happy I got to see him the first time like that. And, uh, yeah, but they're usually real loud, but the singer has just tons of effects on his guitar, so everything sounds, it sounded, sounded uh, very uh, atmospheric, and it still filled the room nicely. So, uh, yeah. So we are going to play Caffeine by Previous Love Up Next here on the Struggle Is Real Buffalo Music Podcast on allwny.com.
this is John McLucas from the Stay Spongy Show podcast, and you're listening to the Struggle is Real Buffalo Music Podcast on allwny.com. And today we're here with John McLucas from the Stay Spongy Podcast, a podcast that is run out of Los Angeles uh, that focuses on careers in the music business. Hey, John. Thanks for joining us. Well, thank you for having me. It's good to be here, and thanks for spending your Thursday night with me. Oh, no problem. So uh, to start from the top, what does Stay Spongy mean? Stay Spongy is about being open-minded and willing to soak in knowledge, hence the terrible sponge pun. (laughs) And it originally started as a a joke between a bunch of audio engineers um, about me being Sponge Daddy, which was like the king king of soaking in new information and learning, which is a weird thing to one-up people on, but, you know, that's what I did. And um, and then it kind of caught on. And when it, I decided to start this podcast, I didn't know what to call it. So I was like, I'll go with the sponge pun. And people have really embraced it. It's just really about being open-minded and going at whatever you can and with whatever opportunity comes forward. So, I kind of I wish it was called Sponge Daddy now. Oh, that'd be... Isn't the Sponge Daddy that little uh, squeegee thing that like has the is. smiley face out of it? Yeah. yeah, it's on like shark, the Shark Tank sponge. Yep. So you know, I, I can't uh, copyright it. You can't. So sp- only, stay spongy. Only anecdotally am I Sponge Daddy. Officially, I am John McLucas, not officially Sponge Daddy. Thank I'd you. like it. I'd like it if Sponge Daddy was your hip hop producer name. Yeah, if we can do that. I think you, that's. I think that's completely reasonable. Can so. you do the middle name like John Sponge Daddy McLucas? <laughs> mm, there we go. Yeah. I mean, maybe okay. if it's one word, or, or then then oh yeah, it's a different we can do that thing. too. Because like, I, I definitely couldn't trademark that. We could even like spell it wrong if we wanted. You can spell sponge like S P U N J if you want. I mean, when it comes to hip hop producer names, uh, spelling really goes out the window. Yep. So, uh, what website? Uh, what's the website for your podcast? How can people find you? Uh, you can go to staysponggyshow.com, and that'll just have the podcast will pop up right there, and you'll see everything. Sure. And uh, so, so is it? Weekly episodes, bi-weekly episodes, how often do you produce content? So I have a podcast coming on every Monday morning at 1 a.m. Pacific time. So as soon as you wake up for your commute, wherever you are in the world, you are you will have your Stay Spongy episode in your pocket to start off your week. I love that. I love Very that. Very cool. So, yeah. so since the, uh, the whole concept of the show is Stay Spongy, you're trying to learn and absorb new information, um, what... What has it taught you? You've been going since July. Um, have you learned anything from helping others learn stuff? Well, okay, that's that's a very good question. And I think I'll start with hmm? one being just the ability to speak. That sounds really basic. But you know, the ability to speak articulately with as few non-useful words and being able to just kind of uh, articulate my thoughts. That wasn't a great example because I just said, oh, right there. But I have gotten substantially better from episode one to right now, just being confident in how I speak. And that has also been its own journey, like looking up podcasting tips and how to talk and how to put together a narrative for an episode. Um, And just learning how to tell a story really has been a big journey. Uh, But beyond that, it's taught me that really a lot of the stuff that I cover that people talk about really boils down to probably like a grouping of eight to 10 different macro principles um, in that everybody's journey kind of tends to pull from those into their own different stories. But if, if you really strip away the details, it kind of comes down to this 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 lump of, of recurring themes that I've seen. And, and it's been a very short time and I'm sure it'll just continue to get confirmed again and again. So, um. How did you end up in LA, and when did you end up in LA? Because you're not you're not a native. No, I am what they call an import. I'm an LA import as of about five five and a half years ago. Is that really what they call you, an import? No, that that's no. that's kind of my own my own term for myself. Right. Because anytime I see an LA native, like I met one yesterday, it was it was a shocking shocking moment. My kind of my phrase that I'll say for everybody who's come in from out of town is just describe us all as imports. And I feel like <laughs> we're a city full of imports and to meet somebody who's actually lived here and stayed is very rare. But um, I came to, yes, yeah, so I came about five years ago and I came from the Bay Area. And really what brought me down was the music world. I think when I was at that point, I had the assumption that you had to be in LA to do music things. And I can't really say that I was wrong because, I mean, I'm in L.A. and then now I have a career doing music things. So 
I was right, but now after seeing that, I've just realized that it's what I had just absorbed through like what people told me anecdotally and like listening to people who weren't in music who were just like, oh, you're doing music? Well, why aren't you in LA, bro? Oh, yeah. Like, well, you work in yeah. accounting. Like, I, I didn't really realize how their perspectives may not be as valuable until later. Uh, but at the end of the day, it worked. And uh, I, I can't hate on the city that bad that has given me a career. Well, I won't say given. Uh, that has that I've squeezed a career out of. So but I am it's, originally from the San Francisco yeah. Bay Area. Okay. It, it's permitted you to have a career. There you go. Um, I've strangled so, a career out of it. Well, would you still recommend it? To some, you said you, you used to think that you needed to be in LA. To, like hmm. an aspiring producer who, who is in your shoes five years ago, what would you tell them? I would tell them there's no right answer because at, I will get to an answer. But I think at the end of the day, there's no right or wrong to it i'll say this the benefit of a city like la is so my assistant right hand man and my first employee stephen ward he uh he grew up in sacramento which is about five six hours north of me and we met in at a conference blah, blah, blah. long story short uh working together a lot and i wanted to poach him and, and make him come down here to work with me more i get him to come down and he's kind of deciding on his move-in date and i'm like D i call him and i'm like hey what day are you moving down he's i think he said the 21st i'm like come down on the 20th i need you on a session with a grammy winning engineer on the 21st and that's the kind of thing that happens in la where you can just arrive to a city and then the next day you're working with a guy who's you know recorded david bowie and elton john and produced judas priest records and like that's what can happen and technically that can happen in any city but the chances are higher that those spontaneous opportunities happen um, and it's happened many times, uh, something like that. Wow. So that's the th that's what the city kind of gives you, or not gives you, that's what the city can provide, is those moments where then you can flex on people by saying you've worked with bigger names. Um, but at the same time, like you don't need that to build a career. In all kinds of cities, based on my circle of producer friends that I'm watching crush it in like <laughs> Lincoln, Nebraska, anywhere from there to guys who work completely remote, to guys who work in other large cities. Uh, so I'd tell that guy if, or girl, if you want to change it up and you need to, if you have baggage where you're living now and you want a fresh start, come here. Um, if you're willing, but no matter where you are, it's gonna be no, to me, no harder or no easier because there's way more opportunity here, but way more competition. In yeah. San Francisco, there's less competition, but there's less opportunity. Wherever you are, you have to, you have to fight for that work because I know every client that I've won over um, is something I've taken off of somebody else's plate. So sure. that's still stuff that's going to happen in any city you're in. It's just if you're going to fight hard for it. I would love to in a simulation like me staying in San Francisco and trying to do the same thing I did here. And maybe one day yeah. the technology will be in place. Just keep growing your network where you're at if you have some momentum going. I like horror stories on this podcast. Do you have any any horror stories of like the things that have happened to you in the studio? Whether it's uh, I had a guy who insisted on playing with his kick drum backwards and then offered to pay me in cocaine. Oh, well, have you had? Uh, you're in Los Angeles. Uh, there's got to be a lot of crazies. Have you have you had a chance to deal with anything just completely off the wall like that since you've been there? I have to be have to carefully consider. You don't have which... to name names. Oh, I know. It's completely cool if you want to, but you don't have to. Oh, I, I would never. I would never, <laughs> never name names. Um, but I'll say I'll say one that isn't me while I also at the same time sort through other stories so I can tell a few good ones. Um, I've had a few situations where fun horror stories have happened, but I'll start with one that isn't mine. This is uh, a now client of mine used to go to a different producer and that previous producer uh, he worked with, that producer ended up stealing his song and releasing it as his own damn like fully put the song out like said check out my new song and he listened to it oh, and jesus it, christ and it was that my client's song one like literally the exact same thing he just resung it and slapped it on the internet and called it his own Did so, it, was it was it successful um i mean i have no idea i didn't okay. he, he yeah. I, this guy is so nice he won't even tell me who it is mm -hmm. so i have no idea what happened but uh, that pr I, I, that producer went on to be Kanye West. Yes, I don't. <laughs> don't think talk let it about get that Kanye part. like that. Don't talk about Kanye like that. My Kanye. <laughs> don't uh, talk about Kanye like that. <laughs> so that that's one that wasn't me, but but it was definitely like, wow, are you kidding me, bro? Moment. Uh, well, okay, I, I'll say this. I've been very fortunate, and I think a lot of my 
this isn't even me giving the corporate answer. I, I think I have mitigated a lot of the problems, uh, a lot sure. of the major scary cocaine problems by the fact that I try to over-communicate my expectations with an artist when they spend time with me. And I put a lot of effort into, you know, setting my boundaries and what I expect from them when they come and present their music and what I'm, you know, I'm also very clear about what I'm going to give them, you know, a very formal and friendly way about it. And that's mitigated a lot of things. Um, I, that being said, I am not immune to the situations where people come in and there are no zero lyrics written or, you know, and then I'm just like, I just go get Starbucks and like hang out for a while while they're coming <laughs> up with lyrics, like, you know, which is fine. At the end of the day, it's my time and that it affects them, not me. I've had those situations. Yeah, I've had guys uh, just insist that, you know, we use the drum sound that they recorded and then I open it up and it's like, it's like a tuna fish of a kick drum or something. And it's just, yeah. And like, and then of course I, I replace it with the sample and they're like, yeah, it sounds great. And I'm like, yeah, it does. Like, <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, some, sometimes they, it's really a balance of knowing, uh, they always sound they so want. surprised, don't they? They do because, <laughs> because at times that, yeah, they'll send, they'll send the reference track and it's just some slamming, huge rock mix and it's like oh but you you want the drums natural right and like yeah we do we want it natural like this song and it's just all like completely robotic sounding process stuff it's like cool i get you you want (laughs) me to naturally slide my samples into the mix great (laughs) (laughs) that's the answer um i've been blessed with really good parents that taught me a lot of great ways to deal with difficult situations uh, as well as a lot of my own evolution and having a fantastic partner. And, and I think that's helped me mitigate a lot of those people. And I can really sniff them out quick. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've had one close encounter where they they were pretty much harassing me f- through Messenger uh, because I, you know, said like, oh, unfortunately, I'm not in a position where I take paid projects anymore, which is, you know, a very kind thing to, to say to somebody who's looking for me to spend a full week on their, their music. Then they asked, well, like, oh, well, what are you charging this client? I was like, well, uh, you know, everybody, every project's needs are different. She brings in her band and I record them. You're, you know, you'd like me to, to play everything and write everything. So it's, it's a different scale. Um, yeah. You know, and then it's, and then it just got worse. And it's, and then I was told, oh, I thought you were a friend. Goodbye. And then I got blocked. So. <laughs> oh, f- oh, messenger. Yeah. So so that's I not so bad. That's not so bad. It's yeah. not so bad because because part of what I do is I make it pretty clear up front that I'm a serious professional with what I do. And I won't even I don't even put a date in my calendar until somebody's signed the online electric uh, electronic agreement as well as put down a deposit for that project. And then we talk dates. Well, you should try that, Ryan. Maybe you should try acting like a professional. That would probably help. Roast it. <laughs> it's, it as soon as I get paid, I'll start acting like a professional. Oh, I wrote a really oh. mean. I once wrote you get, once you get I wrote, paid like a professional. I wrote a really mean review about a band, and people started writing, and he's like, "You're so unprofessional," and it's like, "I'm not professional at all." Professional means I would, would you know kind of infer that one is getting paid for what they're doing. So yes, yeah. You know what? That's a great response. Uh in in, in one of your podcast episodes, you did a Q and A on uh, when to work for free elaborate please yeah I would... okay I, I especially after me saying yeah like that person blocked me because they they wanted work for free and i politely said no i'd say okay for me i look at it like supply and demand if and where you are in your momentum as a as a creative because when i started out you know i opened i opened the door to to my parents living room when i was 16 and nothing but air wafted in so then it was at that point that I realized maybe I should do some things. Then I'll have something to show people and maybe they'll like it. The only way to have a portfolio was to, of course, work for free or like, hey, bro, like you get the Pizza Hut. Like I'll get the I'll record you today, <laughs> you know, some, something like that. And uh, that's a great deal to strike. Honestly, just getting food, just getting you can at least usually weasel food out of people for the day. If you're like, hey, I'm learning. Um, I'm not going to charge you if you could just like covered like lunch and dinner since we'll be recording all day like that that's all i'm looking for just feed me and i'll i'll do my best and make you a song um it's just a great way for people to start out and to have a portfolio because you can't really warrant charging people without having something to show what they're going to get and really before you can even get to that point you need to record like or write or 
produce, you know, 50 terrible songs and then your songs will be better and you'll have a product that's actually valuable because it's, it's decent. Um, sure. So it's really just working for free is, is a great way to, um, get your reps in or get your practice in, um, as well as I, there is still a place for working for free or maybe working on spec or working on the back end, uh, which is something I actually still do and will always do. So I still do test mixes or test productions. So I was like, yeah, I'll spend a little sure. time on your track, show you where I want it to, you know, where I envision you're, you're saying you want it to go. And if you agree, then cool, come on down. Like, well, then we'll take it and do the whole thing. If not, then I know hate. We're not the right match. Like, I'm glad I did it so you didn't, like, end up with a song you hate. So I still do that in a, in a different way. But if you're starting out, like, you need to create demand. And the only way you can do that is by having good products. The only way you can have a good product sure. is by practicing on your buddies. So, well, one of the things we end up talking about on here a lot is kind of the great myth of musicians playing for exposure. Mm. How does that – is that something that you see a lot of in L.A. with kind of what, what the bands are doing? Is that – is that more of an East Coast thing, which I really hope, but I'm sure it's not. Um, no. Well, you know, okay, or I guess I haven't talked about this, but I, I'll just quickly recap. When I did come down to L.A., uh, you know, I played in a variety of bands, and I still do. Pretty much now I'm just a hired gun for one band, a, duo, a metal pop duo, Hale Sagan, and I just jump out <laughs> on – I just jump in on tour, and and then besides that, like, they take care of everything else um, and for one-off, like, local shows. So – I do have enough experience like doing that and kicking back home. I don't want to humble brag, but I've done plenty of things and I at least know a couple things about uh, yeah. band life. There's nothing humble about that, so you're good. I've sl- <laughs> Damn, yeah. roasted. I just, didn't just even a... start in on, on, on the names I'm trying to drop, bro. But um, just, just to brag. Just to brag. You're allowed to brag. Okay. I think more, more musicians should brag, I think. Oh, yeah. I think that's a really awesome idea. If you can back it up. <laughs> so uh, we're going to take a quick break to insert some music uh we'll be right back on the struggle is real buffalo music podcast on all wny.com So short, don't give up, this is it, 
And we are back with John McLucas from the Stay Spongy Show podcast. Yes. And uh, before I rudely interrupted you, well, not you, Ryan. I always rudely interrupt. Yeah, you. yeah I'm fine with um, that. John, you were talking about bands playing for exposure. Do you want to talk a little bit, a little bit more about that? Yeah, yeah. And, and and to to the flexing point, the only reason I brought any of that stuff up is to me, it's always important that like people who talk on a subject are somewhat of an expert in that field. So coming at coming in as a music producer, I don't want. I at least want to let people know that it's like, yeah, I do that, but I also work the other end, and I spent enough time in a van around, like, and sleeping in it, and it's been super fun. Uh, but <laughs> just so people know that I'm not talking out of my butt, uh, yes, it's it's a very pervasive. If nothing, it's more like pay to play. Um, you know, and, and it's an unfortunate situation where like anybody now can play at the whiskey. All you have to do is throw down like five hundred dollars uh. and then try to sell your pre-sales and, you know, and then get your family to buy up the rest. And hopefully you can make zero dollars if, if you have a wealthy uh, parent or something. So that's in the unfortunate oh. state where, you know, I love the free market. I love it. But what happens when you have places that don't want to innovate, don't want to innovate and want to instead sit on their brand name and just sit on like the legacy that they have. And because they have the demand, will just milk that as much as they can instead of really trying to like stay up to date and fresh and really try to bring value and only curate instead of curating the music that a lot of these venues bring in, it's just like, cool, who's got the cash? Like we'll take yeah. the security financially, which is fine. Like at the end of the day, they want to keep their lights on. That's, that's number one priority for any business, but uh, it's the unfortunate circumstance that then falls on the artists or the bands and then it dilutes their reputation of the venue but then, you know, it's a kind of this downward spiral, and that's been a very common thing here, unfortunately. Sure. Is there a lot of pay-to-play out in Los Angeles? I mean, there's definitely the main places that do it. Um, I mean, a lot of the smaller places, there are still small venues that will pay bands. Um, sure. They tend to be more of the niche spots that are, you know, a little more difficult to get into, but they do value the art, and they make sure that whoever they bring in is, you know, it's the opposite. They make sure that they bring good people in. Mm. They mm -hmm. only let the bands that they like, and, and they might try bands out, and if they fail, it's like, cool, we're never going to touch you again. Sure. Um. Oh, how much does a local concert cost in L.A.? Just curious. Oh. Or like, like or talking about just, just local bands? We're talking local bands. Just local bands. Okay. You're going out to see four local bands. How much are you paying for it um, in L.A.? Anywhere from, like, 10 to 15 bucks, probably. Oh, look at that. Buffalo comes in first. There, you really, get a good is it local more Buffalo, or is it? Oh, less? you can get a you can get a good local show for five to seven bucks. Yeah, typically. yeah. I mean, so uh, you know, good and you know, quotes. Um, so one of the things that kind of interests me and in is just, you know, from my time working in the recording studio, um, I feel like did you find that the kind of what's the word? I don't know how to phrase this. Did did the legalization and op openness of uh, of the avail availability of marijuana? Do you think that kind of changed the? I don't know. As I think, as a producer, as a studio guy, you know, some of what your job is is babysitting. You know. Yeah. So do you did did when that changed in California? Did that kind of change the number of people you were seeing coming in, or the amount of of marijuana you saw? Like, how did that kind of change the way it worked out there? I mean, I I. It's so common here, and it's such a, a dense piece of the culture that by the time it was legalized, everybody that wanted weed already had their med card. Like, it wasn't yeah. even it, – it, it was a slight change. The, the only difference is slowly watching all the medical places get their commercial license. But honestly, um, I mean, I've had always a very firm, like, no smoking anything or vaping anything in, in my walls. Just, sure. Ju just for the sake of the smell – staying on anything and, and bringing in a client who maybe doesn't want to smell that smell absolutely but, um you know so that's always been something i've instilled and people know that so they just take it outside and um yeah it's it's never stopped anybody in california <laughs> so it's been the nate same. nate i like this idea of us going to los angeles together this is sounding yeah. better by the day <laughs> um so from where you are uh when i say the buffalo new york music scene what do you think of i mean 
from what Anthony said, he's found a lot of opportunity in there. So he's kind of painted a positive light as far as the the people that he's found and and been able to bring into the studio and been able to help out and really kick up a notch with his his work. So I might have a skewed perception because that's the only he's my only touch of your corner of the world that I wow. have. Yeah. Now, I'd say like for the stuff that he's producing, that's kind of one of the um kind of parts of the scene that's thriving most is like that sort of metal and hardcore community yeah, absolutely. has always been really strong at least as long as I've been a part of it yeah mm-hmm. no that's been since Snapcase and like every time I die every time I die yeah there's uh are there any uh as a producer as an engineer are there any uh any names you want to brag about that you worked with okay wow now this is my moment to flex I I, I free reign I, no I judgment. had a, I, We've yeah. had a guest who worked with Eminem, so like I can't top that. I, okay, let's, let's I get, see you what you what? got. Maybe I can top it depending Ooh. on on what you like. Oh boy, you know Eminem's a very polarizing name, so you might think Eminem's trash and like, oh, who gives a crap? He's the worst human. Like he's garbage. Uh, okay, let me think how hard I can flex. It's not that hard, but um, so that big engineer. I mean, he's in, you know he's like in his seventies now, um, but he's still engineering, which is crazy. His name is Dennis Mackay. Uh, I got to you know, help co-produce and engineer uh, a song with a client of his. And we're going to be working together a lot this year uh, because he liked what we did last year. So he's, he, do you guys remember when Judas Priest went on the stand and had to swear that they didn't uh, put like demon messages in their music? Oh yeah. I, I, I think that just, I think that just hit like the 33rd anniversary of that. I saw some posts online about that. That was fantastic. He, he schooled Congress. Uh, Yeah. Uh, He produced that album. Oh no shit. Oh, that's yeah. awesome! And he, t- oh, he has some, cr- he has so many amazing stories. Just about like all the cameras that went off when they're like, Dennis, you produced this, right? And he's like, yes, and just <laughs> all the cameras exploding, like trying to capture the next headline. But um, so Dennis is a is probably that's one of the biggest names in in audio and the music world that I've worked with. And yeah, it's sure. all that guy, you know, talk stories about David Bowie and Elton John, and um, you know, uh, working with George Martin, uh, the Fifth Beatle guy, and all those cool things. So. That was amazing. Uh, as a drummer, probably the biggest names that I could flex on would be uh, Primus, oh. Coheed and Cambria, and Tool are bo- are all bands that I'd be open for on a festival. Um, it was just those three, one other band, and then the band I was in at the time. Um, but those are probably the some of, some of the bigger names I think are more household names. Uh, I mean, there's a lot more names I would throw around if you guys were LA based, but I don't think they're not going to have as much impact unless you're crawling well, well, in the dirt over here while we're, we're running out of time with you uh do you have any bands from los angeles that you'd recommend us listen to like what are you what are you digging right now in los angeles can you give us some names these aren't actually specifically la but these are some smaller artists a couple smaller artists that you may not know uh, sure and, and i've been thinking about doing it for la okay here i got a couple names for you these are la people um it's so the first one is it's butter so it apostrophe s butter Right. Um, they wanted to be called butter, but somebody else has already called that. So they said, screw <laughs> you. We're it's butter. <laughs> I like that. And it worked. Um, they are like funky, like funky fusion stuff. And it, that's really a pleasure. Um, and our newer artist that I was working with yesterday, uh, not trying to plug the stuff I do, but ah, um, that's not, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, We're all about his, self-promotion here. His project's name is called Last Cadence. And he has so far as one song. We just finished recording the other two, and um, so now they're in the final stages of that. He write. He's a really, really good composer. So just the way he arranges songs, like he's got a really good old brain on his shoulders. Um, and then if I can plug another one of my client, I'm going to plug another one of my clients. Is Shauna Serene? So Shauna spelled S H A U N N A. Excuse me, and then Serene spelled like Serenity Serene. Uh, she does a lot of quirky progressive music, and it's very Ooh. dark. She's an LA local as well as Last Cadence. A lot of dark, very spiritual, very production heavy. A lot of cool vocal things happening. Um, and I have a pretty. I co-wrote actually most of the first EP, and we're working on a lot of new stuff together. And then um, one band from the Lost, from my hometown, being Raiju R A I J U. They just put out a new single, Silk and Gold, and they rock walk that like Chon periphery line with in like Scale of Summit esque prog, you know. So and and they just dropped that, and I just started listening to it like a couple weeks ago because it came out recently. 
Uh, so they're doing a great job. So those are some of the ones that stand out just off the top of my head. And I hope people don't get hurt if I didn't say their names. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, John, thanks for joining us. And it's the staysponjyshow.com. Yes. And you can also go to any podcast platform as well. I mean, it's all it's on the Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, where and all the aggregators as well. Perfect. Well, uh, check out the Stay Spongy podcast, and we will return on the Struggle is Real Buffalo Music podcast on allwny.com. This has been done a million times, Grant. It's a bad idea, and your podcast will fail. Who cares? It's just for fun. It's not fun for me. It's not fun for anyone, Grant. What would you say is the value of it? I think it would be fun to hang out with my friends and watch my favorite show and eat wings. There's nothing wrong with that. There isn't. So why don't you just do that? Why does it have to be a podcast? Because at the end I'll have created something. Created what, though? Buffalo, New York. It's cold. I kind of started to wish that no one would book shows in February at all, but I've managed to do so. Will Webb has some stuff coming up, as does all WNY. So here are some upcoming shows for the next couple weeks. Uh, first, at uh, the Ninth Ward in Babeville, we have First Ward, The Shallows, and Will Webb, the Leones are on the bill. Leones are on the bill once again in February. <laughs> uh, I am not familiar with the Shallows. Could you know anything about them? Uh, so the Shallows have uh, just released their first signal. Uh, it's called Hold Out for Love. Um, they're basically like a local bedroom. Um, they, they're members of a local bedroom folk acts, Heave and Oats. Uh, Holy Roller <laughs> have teamed up. To form the new group. Wait, wait. Are, are, are Heaves is Heaves and Oats one band? Yeah. Or is that se- okay, I wasn't sure if those are two separate bands. He, Heaves, well, Heaves and Oats Holy Roller. Oh, 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 geez. Okay. <laughs> I thought that was three bands. No, that'd be great. <laughs> um, so the first signal from there is called uh, Joan and Lily. Uh, excellent foray into delicate and heartfelt Americana. Uh, I guess yeah. they recorded at Sunwood Recording Studios in Trumansburg, New York, which I actually have uh, heard of. Um, but they're basically like a dream pop modern folk kind of band and uh we're looking forward to playing with them and then obviously you know first war they need no no introduction we've played with them before and we're looking oh, forward yeah. to and we played playing them with them again and we play them on the podcast before. we do friends of the podcast friends of the podcast uh is it a five dollar show uh yes and what time uh starting at 8 p.m and uh, i believe uh uh shell is gonna go on first uh we're gonna go on second around uh 9 9 30 and then uh first word will close the show cool well, check that out at Babeville. I've never, I've actually, uh, I've never been to a show at the, at the Ninth Ward in the basement there. Is it just, is there a stage? Yeah, yeah, okay. I mean, it's, it's a smaller stage, but it's a really nice room. So, like, you go downstairs, and then, like, the bathrooms are to the left, and you kind of have the bar to the right. Where do the bands The bands up? are it... right in between those two. Um, if you come down those stairs and you look straight ahead, okay, that's where the stage is, and they've got probably about, I don't know, 50 chairs or so uh, set up there. Not right. able to sit, but I mean, it's usually packed at least the time, two times I've been there, because uh, it is a smaller room. But it's really, really nice sound, and um, it's fun for the bands because there's actually a really cool backstage area for everyone to kind of hang out. Oh, in, so that's it helps nice. out. Nice couches, nice uh, all kinds of awesome Ana DeFranco merch and, and memorabilia <laughs> on the wall. So that's always like that. Cool. Well, uh, go check that out. I am, uh, meanwhile, running a competing show. Um. I don't know how that works. Do we fight each other at some point? Yeah, probably. It depends how cold it is. But fair enough. So, uh, on February 9th, I am doing a Infringement Festival fundraiser. Um, we're going to be doing these about once a month, so you have to listen to me talk about them, because um, that's how this goes. Um, we have Carrie Faye performing. Um, she Well, have you seen Carrie Faye before? Mm-mm. Oh, Carrie Faye is wonderful. She uh, she reminds me of Jenny Lewis a bit with the way oh awesome how she sings and she's got some cool stuff and uh, she's always worth checking out. She's Jenny Lewis of the uh, Riley, oh uh, sorry, <laughs> Rilo Kylie yes um, fame and also a solo artist in her own right yes and then um, we have the Bloodthirsty Vegans who are a local uh, ska rap band. Um, they're super fun. They only play about two shows a year. 
um, and it's usually stuff for Infringement Festival. They've been uh, they've been around for like ten years. They are wonderful. They're worth checking out. We have uh, Chucky Campbell, who is an award-winning rapper. He's gonna come with his band, uh, The Black Den. Um, yes. Um, and then we have uh, Days Ago, who we've played on the podcast, who I'm a big fan of. Yes. And I will continue to describe them as uh, sublime, but with less heroin. <laughs> um, well, we have Toy Box Brigade, who uh, we got to see at um, Warp Tour, and they're a super fun band. And then um, uh, DJ Soyotos uh, will be spinning in between bands for the whole night, and uh, it's going to be a ton of fun. It's uh, We're trying to get some diverse bills and some different stuff going on, and I think this is a pretty good night. We also have uh, someone is coming to do what they uh, sent me in the Facebook message was clown slash physical comedy. <laughs> clown slash physical comedy. Yes. A pie fight for sure. So I don't, like, it's just, with Infringement Festival, it's one of those things. You just kind of give people the space, and what they do with it's completely up to them. So we're going to come have her come on for that, and we're just going to see what happens. All right, then, on February 15th, our good friend Joe Kent, who, I, he, he might host a podcast, um, he has booked the all-WNY Blackened Heart Ball. Um, it has Archers, they're playing, they're a really cool uh, alternative rock band. Uh, their song Waves was nominated for uh, Best Song and uh, for local releases for the all-WNY awards. Uh, Strange Standard is playing. Uh, I have not seen them. I've heard they're an excellent kind of bluesy band, uh, they played a show at Milky's, uh, for Infringement Festival, and they drew a huge crowd, so I'm looking forward to kind of seeing what that's about, uh, Tokyo Monsters, who I've never seen are playing, uh, they remind me a lot of Coheed and Cambria, they've got a lot of kind of, like, progressive medley kind of riffs, and the singer with kind of that almost, the guy from Coheed almost gets to Michael Jackson levels, mm -hmm. I think is how I would describe it, so, um, the guy from Tokyo Monsters doesn't get that high, but it's got a cool voice. The songwriting's cool. Uh, I've been a big fan, and I'm looking forward to checking them out. And then uh, the Molise are playing. Uh, the Molise are uh, under the tutelage of Robbie Goo from Japan, and uh, we're going to play a song by theirs at the end of the segment called Romancer. And um, I don't, I think I know what a romancer is, but like the song makes me want to dance, <laughs> and I love their energy, and I like everything behind their music. And, um, check it out. It's cool. So, uh, then a re real quick one, because we're going to talk about a future episode. Uh, ju I just announced uh, another infringement fundraiser on March 22nd at Mohawk Place with the Scarecrow Show, Passed Out, Baby Machines, Shannon Vanderlyn, Grace Stumberg, and Disraeli with another actor to, to be uh, announced. Well, that is definitely a Ryan show right there. Oh, man. It makes me all Scarecrow warm. Scarecrow show, passed oh, out, yes. Shannon, all your favorite people. Yes. So I'm, I was so excited. I didn't think I was going to get passed out on any of the, these <laughs> fundraisers I'm doing. So I'm super excited about that. So, um, yeah. So that'll be happening. We'll talk about that more in the future. And then, uh, Will, you have something coming up. Uh, well, actually, I have a bunch of some things coming up. I was looking, um, I started looking, at, and, and one of the bands that I really wanted to see actually is playing the same night as the Leones. Uh, Live is going to be playing in Niagara Falls. <laughs> and I've never seen them. I've seen Ed Kowalczyk a couple times doing a solo stuff, which is basically just live. Yeah. But, um, but the band's playing there, and tickets are like a weird only $25 kind of you know show. And you're like, geez, I'd rather kind of go to that than play my own show. But um, I can't get out of that one. But uh, so what I did is I, I started looking online and said, okay, what what concerts are coming this year? And my rule is uh, one, I'm going to have to go by myself if I want to go, um, and no, I can't get anyone else to go with me. That's okay. Okay, I, I, I'll go with you to concerts. Two, thank you. Two, swung <laughs> uh, <laughs> at the same time. Two, um, it's it's even if I'm not um, very close to the concert, I figure. Uh, I can drive at least four hours away, which gives me uh, Toronto, big cities, gives yeah. me Pittsburgh, gives me Cleveland, uh, gives me Syracuse, and, and you know uh, a bunch of places in the area. So um, already, I I uh, am planning on going to Muse, uh, which Ooh. is a ticket I was already had, but that's in March. Tickets for the Who? Ooh, uh, they're coming to Buffalo. 
So that's a close one. Yeah. Um, I've never seen The Who before, and it's just one of those things where it's like, it seems like 2019 is going to be the year of classic rock. If you want to see classic rock shows, The Who is playing, The Stones are playing, um, another one that I just got tickets for, Elton John. Oh, uh, where's Elton John playing? Uh, everywhere. He's basically on a three-year farewell tour. <laughs> So he's playing in all those cities I just mentioned. He was just here in Buffalo, and I didn't go. And not because I had anything better to do. I just kind of assumed tickets were just a little bit too expensive, and I wasn't going to go. Yeah. Um, Since he's playing 300 shows, tickets aren't as expensive as I thought. And it's one of those things that's like, I probably won't get a chance to see him again. And even if I'm, you know, not the biggest fan of any of these bands in the world, I'm still enough of a fan that that I would want to go. And uh, one of the other things I'm looking to do is Paul McCartney's playing, too. Never seen a Beale. Ooh. And I would have to fly to another city to see him. But I think it might be one of those times where it's like, if I don't see him now, you know, I might end up with the same kind of thing. Yeah. Um, the other thing is that uh, in a couple of weeks, the lineup should be announced for Woodstock 50. And I think that's what it was, is I basically just kind of said, well, you know what, There's a, I got a, I got a, some bands that are coming around that I've never seen before, and before it gets too late, uh, I just want to say I saw them. Um, because I went through and I started like, like keeping track of all of my bands that I've seen, um, you know, over the years and I've seen a lot of them and I've seen a lot of my favorite ones, but there's always a few that I was like, man, why didn't I go and see so-and-so when they were here nine times? Now they're dead. That is what we should all do, folks. Get out of the house and do things while you can because things don't last forever. Yep. And things come up and things get canceled. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) All right. So, um, as mentioned earlier from the February 15th show, uh, the all W and I all W N Y Black and Heart Ball, which is I'm pretty positive it's stamps and I don't have it written down, but you know. Yes, it is at stamps. It is at stamps. Oh yeah, there it says at stamps. I need to learn how to read. So from that show, we are gonna play some Molise. So here is Romancer on the Struggle is Real Buffalo Music Podcast on allwny.com.
personality is so sparkling that people want to listen to thousands of hours of you meandering off topic, of your guests describing your apartment before the show even starts, of your roommate coming home and being like, sorry, of you calling in a friend from New York who's super funny, even though you don't have the technology to make that work. Admit it. Admit what? Admit that deep down, you know this is a complete waste of time. I already bought the gear. Return it. And then spend the money on literally anything else. No, no, it's fun! It's fun! It's fun! I don't know why you're saying this. You're supposed to be my friend. I am your friend. I'm the only friend you have left. And this is what friends do. They call each other out on their shit, and this is the worst kind of shit there is. Your podcast will fail. But I love the West Wing! Zach, what's the holdup? We gotta record a new episode of West Wings and Wings. Our podcast comparing the two shows, Wings and the West Wing? What the fuck? Wait, this is actually going to be good, though. It's time to stop! No more! That is all we have for episode 29. Wow, 29 episodes. Almost 30, as they say. Oh, man, we're... The podcast is getting into its middle ages. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Saving for retirement. It's only a matter of time before we get our AARP card. Uh, join us next time uh, for the first part of our two-part interview with Dan Barons, otherwise known as Danimal Cannon. Um, we had Dan on. Typically, we do like a 45-minute interview. We tune it down to 30 minutes. We trim it down to 30 minutes, and that's the episode. Dan had so much cool, interesting stuff to talk about that we are giving him two episodes to tell us all about all the cool stuff he does. We're going to talk about how he com- composes music for video games. We're going to talk about how he tries to push the limits of the 8-bit music chip uh, that Nintendo originally created. He turns his Game Boys into synthesizers, and uh, he talks about uh, creating a holographic lead singer, which is uh, the only kind of lead singer that won't try to have sex with your sister. And visit John McLucas on the Stay Spongy podcast at staysponjyshow.com. And check out All WNY and AllWNY.com uh, or by downloading the All WNY app. There you can find the local music stream and its family of podcasts, including The Skeleton Closet with Carl Winslow, Corey Comments, The Nick and Dan Show, The Think So Joe podcast, hosted by Karina DeFabio and Squids Turkleton. And our favorite podcast, The Big Picture, with Michael Sargent, where you can learn how to properly light your next photo session and build a wall to keep them against out. Anyway, folks, you can check us out at uh, facebook.com backslash the struggle is real podcast. We are on Twitter at SIR Podcast NY. You can find me on the social medias at Sir William Idol. Folks, you know you're listening. 
Leffler gives us numbers. Unless he's lying to us about the numbers just so we keep doing this to appease us. Which has dawned on me that maybe it's just like, we have like eight people, but he likes having content. So he's like, you guys have hundreds of listeners. Right. We know you're listening, folks. Give us some feedback. Let us know what you like. Let us know what you don't like. Let us know what you want us to talk about, what kind of bands you want. We are always open to feedback. Um, and yes, so that is all for us this week. I am very excited about the Animal Cannon for our next episode. Uh, being a musician is chaos, so uh, be kind to everybody. Uh, see you next time, and keep struggling. <laughs>